This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Welcome back to the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. I'm Inquisitor Temperance Price, Keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and this is the third volume in a report on the Valentine Heresy, an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. This report features Game Master Tom McGee and players Ryan Laplante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra as Eli Sharp, and Della Borovic as Morgan Rawls. My report shows that the party has survived the battle with Kanehurst. Eli woke first, paranoid that he'd been infected by Tyranid DNA. Atticus found new glasses and quarantined Morgan and Eli, and Valentine declared Cora lost and recovered the pods from the Mercy. What will the group learn from Kotov's findings, and how will Morgan adapt to her new role as interrogator? Find out next in this episode of the Valentine Heresy. Medical Log, Dr. Thaddeus Thunderhorn By the Emperor in his golden throne, I hope we have enough bandages for Atticus Viss. We are aboard the Marnie Song. Uh, Everyone is still wounded and fucked up and hurt. What? Um, You are, uh, after some unfortunate roles, um, still at distance from the the highly temperamental um, Hulk of the... uh, the, the hospital ship that is uh, continuing to to explode in various bits and pieces. Um, but uh, you've been keeping a, a careful eye on uh, the asteroid field, uh, making sure that there aren't any, like, convenient Kanehurst-shaped uh, objects just, like, slipping away into the dark. Uh, his corpse continues to float uh, tantalizingly close, um, but uh, must, be, must be destroyed before you can be on your way, uh, obviously. Um, but generally speaking, uh, everyone is in fairly rough shape, and you had a number of tasks uh, that you wanted to accomplish. I'm just going to pull up my my notes here because it's been last time we were doing this, we were in separate ho- houses, and this time we're in the same house. Um, I don't want tyrannid DNA. That first, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, don't want to be don't want to be a tyrannid uh, going on. Very important. Uh, Valentine, you'd wanted to hold a funeral. Yep. And I believe those were the only two remaining. It was like, look at evidence, scoop up the yeah, the like... tubes, funeral. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we were also, I think, testing our dear friend Morgan for DNA. Yeah, Morgan, yeah. Morgan and yeah. uh, Eli are both. Oh, and we had to be go through a bunch of, we were exposed to psyker shit. So yes. Morgan and I were also going to go do a Father Marcellus to yep, like, that's do right. some purification. Correct, but we are, I believe, beginning with what happens to poor Eli and uh, and, and Morgan. So um, I believe uh, we pulled Morgan into the medical... Uh, we had just left our conversation where Morgan was promoted to interrogator and she was Correct. crying but being sent to medical. Yeah, as you do when, when being sent to, uh, to medical. Um, so Morgan, you arrive uh, to find a very agitated Eli awaiting uh, uh, medical treatment. Um, Gideon Kotov and uh, Thaddeus are putting together um, basically a way to, to sort of quickly test for as best they can for uh, Tyranid DNA. This is, of course, not something that is like standard Imperium testing. Uh, yeah. This is very much a, a custom job. Luckily, if there is anyone in the galaxy who is possible is well-trained for uh, a quick Xenos checkup. It's uh, definitely Gideon Kotov. So um, they've uh, sort of, I think, jury-rigged up the um, uh, the brain scan device. Uh, they've kind of like taken some bits off, added some other bits, and um, uh, Kotov, um, l- still looking pretty uh, haggard, even for him, um, but not being used to being in the field, uh, hmm. just kind of like, uh, adjusts his his um, eye goggles that are always popping out uh, and says, uh, uh, so um, this, uh, uh, normally I'm more looking at how to uh, put um, put things in uh, to DNA rather than uh, take them out or, or look for them, but uh, this should uh, do the trick if you've been, uh, you know, adjusted in any way, shape, or form. We should have a, a, a decent uh, sense of it, um, but you should tell us if there's anything else 
in here. You know, if there's anything you don't want us to know, if there's any. Uh, Wait, what kind of stuff? Well, look, some among us are, uh, shall we say, adjusted uh, in, in certain ways. We we play with genetics. So I'm just saying if either of you have mutations well, or- Well, if that's uh, been done to me, it's been against my will. So I better fucking know about uh, it. Look, I'm just I'm just making the offer. You know, I didn't want any dirty secrets to come out on my scans. So if there's not, that's fine. We just run the tests. But uh, I didn't want to get the old uh, inquisitorial if you are lying, you know? Morgan is sitting, half pouting, just kind of casual and leaning her head on her hand and looks over at Eli and is, I have been around you for years and you have always only had two arms. (laughs) It will be fine, Eli. Um, And uh, with that, they uh, lower the the helmet over your head, Eli. Um, All right. uh, So... Laura, I'm not going to need no roll at all because there's no tear in a DNA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they scan you and it's one of those scans that like takes a, an unnecessary amount of time to Eli, but in yeah. reality is really only a, a couple of minutes, largely because this technology isn't really built for this. It's just kind of yeah. jury rigged for it. Um, but uh, yes, it, it comes back and confirms um, no, no tampering. Um, there's like some concerning data about your liver, but like otherwise, you seem, <laughs> to, be, uh, you seem to be all right. Praise the emperor. Um, and then they uh, they lift the helmet um, up and kind of uh, move, roll the whole rig over to Morgan um, and kind of like put it over your head and say, uh, again, uh, last chance. Uh, any Anything we should know? Just do the test. Well, uh, okay. And he pushes the button. Uh, and Dell, you, I will need to also not roll a check. Uh, there's no no tier- data to be had um, from you. They just again give you the scans. Um, honestly, the, the biggest thing that comes back is just the um, the coating on your back and the fact that the the scarification and is actually like coated. It's not just cool pictures. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's no there's no additional tampering that's that's been had. Um, that said, now that they've kind of rigged this up, uh, they kind of look at each other, and uh, Thaddeus is like, "Okay, everyone who was on the ship, I think uh, maybe maybe come through, and we'll just make sure that none of you have any residual, um, well, corruption." And he like kisses his little uh, Aquila, Aquila, uh, and uh, waves you all through. So everyone takes a quick test. Uh, there is no like none of you are infected with magical secret tyranid. He's not like a werewolf or a vampire. <laughs> um, but it also would make sense to me that if they've already got the machine set up, they wouldn't be like, well, we're good. Uh, what are the odds? What are we? We'll just cross our fingers and hope for no, no Xenos. Um, so uh, you're only clear, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, Eli, you, you feel, I think, tremendous relief, but also just frustration. Like this shouldn't have even been a, yeah. shouldn't have even been a part of your day. Mm-hmm. Um, but given how panicked you've been, how is how is Eli feeling now that that this and the immediate threat are done? Um, I mean, kind of. Yeah, it's that weird thing. It's like he's not even relieved. Like hmm. it's it's just so frustrating that that all this happened for so long that he didn't know about it. And good God, he just wants a drink. But that's not that's not how you behave as an officer going oh, doing all these things and there's so few there's so few of us on this ship and he needs to be relied upon so i think he's going to go to Thaddeus and be like can you just like look i just want to drink all the time and take this fucking shit and i just can you just fucking stop it oh uh, stop the 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 desire to, yes. to have a drink um, and this fucking shit that you got in here too, and he kind of gestures over to the sniff musk. Um, and uh, Thunderhorn's eyes kind of go wide, like like he'd never really considered it. Um, yeah. And he says, "Oh, uh, well, I, I can certainly uh, clean up the space. Yes, and if you need any uh, just low grade painkillers in the meantime to help get you up and over, um, we can certainly ease any. If you're having withdrawal symptoms, there's certainly low grade space Advil." <laughs> 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 it's, in, it's in the book. Stan Abbott yeah. made it up. Shut up. A set of Mina 40K. Oh, <laughs> oh, 40K. 
<laughs> Oof. Um, Advil of Sigmar. It's the fantasy <laughs> version. Advil Ari. <laughs> Tylenids. There we go. <laughs> Extra strength Tylenids. Uh, Look, if it works, just give it to me. So he um, he just gives you a few a uh, few pills and gives you the standard like all right well you know take them every four hours as needed and um, uh, he basically just gives you like standard instructions for for like what withdrawal will look like um, he promises to look in on you um, as as necessary but basically suggests like go lock yourself in your your quarters and we'll we'll check in on you regularly Atticus yes sir lock me in my quarters for a bit with pleasure <laughs> oh and uh before you go thaddeus <laughs> reaches uh reaches onto his like big like like he reaches into one of his interior pockets and he hands you um one of his uh aquilas and just says uh you can also always find uh strength and solace i in know Emperor. that <laughs> you don't have to tell me that he grabs the aquila from him and thaddeus thunderhorn watches you go with I'm like, like how how dare this abomination give oh. me like advice on like what the emperor and he means. is suppressing a smile because as you walk away she's like nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So, uh, Atticus, you kind of like <laughs> limp drag Eli to his quarters. Yep. You did um, it before. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and Lockman, um, Morgan, uh, you obviously didn't care uh, about the possible Tyranid uh, DNA situation, um, but you're also uh, feeling some some pretty intense shit. You're gonna like go back to your quarters. You're gonna continue to hang out with these guys. Yeah, I think Morgan is pretty curious of of what is going on. So I don't think she's going to linger in her quarters. She's if she wants to, like overhearing that, she's noting that okay. So that's what Eli was dealing with because it was on her to-do list to be like, hey, Eli, what have you been taking? Because obviously <laughs> you, I can tell. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think she's just going to overhear how everybody is doing because she hasn't checked in with everybody, but she will just gotcha. okay. haunt around. <laughs> um, so Atticus, uh, once you've dropped them off, um, and again, as we established, like you've recovered, you've been on, like all of you have been unconscious for a few days. So it's mm. not like, You've just walked in um, being a, a, a rag man made of rags of bandage variety, the bandage variety. Um, but uh, yeah, you're still definitely feeling it. Um, and basically, um, I think, you know, from the medical bay, um, uh, Thaddeus will will check in with you after you've dropped off Eli and uh, just say, uh, uh, Colonel, how are you feeling? Bit banged up, but I've seen worse. Um, and he he nods and says, uh, "You your constitution is in, indeed tremendously uh, impressive. Uh, it would seem that you your body has bounced back remarkably well from the amount of trauma you, you uh, have suffered. I would recommend taking it easy for as long as you are able. Um, rest will really be the only thing that that can help until we can get you to a proper medical center." Um, Hopefully our journeys will take us there soon, but of course that is in the Emperor and in, uh, in the Inquisitor's hands. But is there anything you need in the meantime? I'm only at ease when I'm instructed to be so. But your advice is taken in the spirit it was given. And he kind of nods and as you, you walk away with your fancy new monocle. He's like, medium nailed it. Um, but then, of course, he he has to go and think some thoughts about how he's an abomination because that's his jam. Um, okay, so... <laughs> nailed it, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings, fellow servants of the Emperor. It is I, Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and I am here to call you to step forward and serve the Emperor as part of his immortal and blessed host. It's a great day for you to join a Patreon. That's right, patreon.com slash dumdumdice is the perfect place for you to fund our little forays into saving, let's just say, the Golden Throne and all of humanity. Now, I know the thing that you're wondering is, what's in it for me? Because, and I mean this as pleasantly as possible, you're absolute heretical scum. 
What I'm hoping for all of you is that you can redeem yourselves by receiving ad-free feeds where you are no longer plagued by random temptation, but instead can focus your attention purely on the Emperor. You can gain this ad-free feed for only $5 a month and receive other feeds as well to other alternate realities. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, it's for the Emperor and we'll save your souls. So Valentine, um, next on your hit list, uh, I imagine would be Father Marcellus. Yep, uh, absolution. So and Morgan's attendance would be mandatory for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, you find uh, Father Marcellus has uh, set up something of a um, almost like a, a, a shrine pulpit situation in the, um, I think probably in the cargo bays is where there's the most room. Um, and uh, as we've established, he's like he's a combat priest so he's not big on like come to the church and we'll have a, a, a you know a ceremony because no it's more like come around behind this flaming dumpster <laughs> i will quickly tell you the emperor loves you yeah the sermons aren't long they're mandatory but short yeah. and it's well, because <laughs> valentine ordered them yeah 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 absolutely um but um he's he's sort of doing his best so as uh as you uh, both arrive um he uh he, he kind of smiles in in that, like, uh, <laughs> it's a weird pull, but like, uh, you know, uh, Gary Sinise not being able to go to space in Apollo 13, kind of like thin smile of like, I wish I was there fighting with you, but I wasn't. So, meh. Mm. Um, and uh, you can tell there's almost a bit of survivor's guilt in that he wasn't um, aboard. And he just says, uh, oh, in- in- Inquisitor uh, uh, Morgan, uh, how how do you fare? Uh, I've been been thinking about you and the, the ordeal that you went through. Yes, interrogator Cora was lost, and at the same time we were exposed to the remnants of a fallen psyker and their insidious corruption. We require ritual purification to be sure that we are not affected. Ah, well that... Yes. <laughs> psyker. Ugh. Um, so he begins humming a, uh, a tune, um, just one of his, uh, you know, old standards, uh, as, as he begins to work. And essentially, again, it's, it's, he's used to purifying full regiments quickly. So this is, uh, still a relatively quick, like, let me bless some water and I'll just like throw it at you. And there you go. You're good. Um, but from what I'll need from both of you is we're actually going to roll on the corruption, uh, what? the corruption check. So this is something that we haven't really <laughs> fucked with much in this game. Uh, because we haven't really been facing down, uh, you know, the the, the horrors of, uh, of of the warp as much as otherwise. But uh, we've seen some shit over the last little while, and you've both been exposed to uh, a corrupted psyker. So, um, essentially, uh, I'm going to need a discipline check, please, uh, from uh, both of you. This is going to be uh, difficulty three. Okay. Um. Yeah. Tom, if he's just doing a kind of walk around spray with holy water style business, Valentine's a little more hardcore because he's a scholar progenium dude. So he would have uh, stripped off his chest plate and his shirt and he would flagellate himself while praying during this ceremony taking place that like over the shoulder yep. whipping his own back. Would that enhance this discipline check or is this just? Yeah, I'd give flavor? you I'd give you a, a boost for cool <laughs> self flagellation. <laughs> Um, yeah, and, and to be clear, it's not that Father Marcellus is treating this lightly. It's more so just that, like... That's his experience level, yeah. His experience level, and also he's, uh, at this point, the truest version of this he knows is, like, harsh, incredibly harsh words, very direct language, and a lot of, like... You can imagine, like, there's a bit of the, like, spray with holy water, and then likely a grab you by the shoulders, like, forehead to forehead, super intense, like, power of Christ compels you kind of situation, because he just... He's used to like there's 16 people in the middle of a war zone who have all just been exposed to something and like, are you corrupt? Yes, shoot him. Are you corrupt? <laughs> no, keep him. Are you corrupt? Maybe shoot him. Shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, yes, so you, you can take a boost for that uh, for sure. Um, uh, Morgan, you would notice that Valentine's torso is just scarred to absolute shit. Like this dude is crisscrossing like bullet wounds, stab wounds. There's a lot of stuff from both his campaigns here 
and his work as a, a trainee commissar mm. previously and his other kind of battlefield experiences. He is in no way shy, but he's also like not showing off. This is Valentine just doing a mm-hmm. job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if it would be helpful, but I think Morgan, both because she is very freaked out by the psycho stuff, even though she's trying to play it cool. Uh, and also she at this point has a little more trust for Valentine that he knows what he's talking about and doing she would also take her shirt off. No embarrassment about it. No weirdness. But then you would see her whole back is all scarred, but it is scarred up to look like an aquila where the head is between the bottom of her neck and the wings kind of go out to her shoulders. But it's a curvy aquila because it's a 30K aquila. And then you see the whole top of the bird and the wings, but all of it has scarred into it words and symbols. And the problem is that it might make shit worse because just looking at it makes you feel ill because there's like slaneshi symbols carved into the feet of the bird. And just looking at it makes you feel kind of queasy. But she would be in there self-flagellating if that's what Valentine thinks is the right thing to do. Interesting. Valentine would not have looked. If she was next to him, because I'm imagining yeah. they'd be side yeah. to side. So he yeah. would not be aware of the back symbol. Um, and Father Marcellus is, again, it's all about the eyes for him. So, yeah. so I, I know think... I might, might not see it. Yep, yep. Just lurks. lurks we might have to do shadows. a roll to see if he spots it on the way out, because that's possible. But yeah. I don't think he'd see it during. He's busy praying and shit. Yeah. Well, we're also in the cargo hold, so it's not a, like a well-lit yeah. that's situation. True. So yeah. I think it's like this is the kind of thing that like the camera spins around and we see her back. Mm-hmm. But like it's just I like I fucking love like open air secrets like that was just like it just <laughs> the circumstances such that yep. no one would logically catch it um but it is there um but because of that i i want to take a story point because this is her kind of overextending herself to try and yep. match what the situation is yeah i'd uh, i'd buy that and um del from the sounds of things it's looking at the scarification is what has the effect yes yes yep, yep. yeah what, uh, what is our story point situation, Tom, just for my brain? Well, Ryan, I'm glad you asked. I have a box here that says three <laughs> and two. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I had three for us last time. Fuck so yeah. we've got two now. Um, I, I was also doing that partially for comedy effect. I did actually draw a giant triangle and draw lines around it. I think I might actually be drawing what's on Morgan's back at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe corrupted by a slanish. Uh, Something is moving through you. Yeah, it's, and yep. it's, it's yep. cool. I just, markings. Well, you know, I, I just story uh, points, you know, in the ocean where they lie dreaming. I just want <laughs> I want to bring them into our waking world. Um, yes, so three and two. Oh, and do I also get a boost for self-harm? Yes, yeah, if you're... Yeah, 40K if you're, self-harm. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's a mortifaction point. It's fine. Yeah. 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 I mean, for the record, I would say that it's, it's more the placebo effect of what you believe that to be doing than the actual act itself right. having oh, any benefit yeah. whatsoever. Hey, um, placebo's real. It's the armor of contempt. It's actually a canonically existing thing inside 40K. Mm-hmm, is if you can mm-hmm. spurn enough rage, it helps you fight chaos. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So does Difficulty that mean we're all fighting chaos when we're stuck in traffic on Correct. the 401? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are girded against the chaos of the 400. <laughs> okay. Alright. Uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for... Um... We I both just rolled. We pushed a button. Oh, I, was, I was only going to give you one more boost, but you can, you can do it without it. No, no, I got no, one no advantage. Really. Oh, that boost really would have helped. Fuck me. I have a success and a threat. Ooh, a success and a threat. Ooh. Um, okay. So um, <laughs> I, I succeed, but I see Morgan's back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, Del, you're going to gain three corruption. Okay. Uh, what is your willpower? Two. Two. Okay. Uh, so your corruption threshold is 12. I have that down here. Yeah. So you're still good. You're still under under your threshold. So, you know, you're, you're fine. You're good. It's all good. Great. Um, but you did get one uh, one advantage, correct? That's correct. Um, yeah, none of these spends are useful to you right now. So I'm just going to say someone can take a boost on their next. Valentine, take boost on corruption check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so, and Ryan, you said you got a success and a threat? Correct. Okay. Um, so I actually think the threat is that you miss her back. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Is, is, a bigger, is a bigger threat to, to Interesting. stuff later. Um, but, uh, yes, you don't gain, uh, you don't gain any, any corruption, which I think also makes (laughs) sense for Valentine. 
um, in this particular instance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, eventually Father Marcellus grabs each of you uh, by the shoulders um, and uh, just like sort of uh, staring into your robot eyes and your organic eyes, just like yells into your face, like, uh, do you submit to the emperor's will? Yes. <laughs> uh, he uh, he just like full fist punches you in the side of the head mm-hmm. uh, and then grabs your shoulders and yells again like, don't you submit to the emperor's will? Yes. Close enough. <laughs> uh, push you aside. Back to triage mode. Yeah. Back to, back to field triage. You made it to the survive side of the room. Yeah, but, one uh, of the then uh, he grabs you, Valentine, grabs your shoulders. Like, do you submit to the emperor's will? And Valentine replies, I am the emperor's will. Your emperor, damn right you are. <laughs> and then they headbutt each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, and then you play rugby, probably. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he nods and um, uh, st- kind of steps back from from both of you uh, and takes takes a deep breath and and kind of like mutters a, a quiet prayer um, as his hands fall to his shotgun. Just for a second, he sort of prays to the emperor. And he opens his eyes and, and nods to both of you and says, uh, "I I've." I've done what I can in these meager surroundings, but if you feel any residual effects of this taint of the psyche or the taint of the warp, please return here and we will... I will look into what uh, further rituals we can commence with. I will say my experience with those corrupted by psychers usually ends in them eating a bullet, uh, so this is not exactly my forte, but it would seem that both of you have, have recovered rather well, as, as well as could be expected. But again, the effects of the warp and the effects of the psyche can be very insidious, so... You start feeling a bit kooky. Uh, <laughs> come, come down here, and we'll have words. Yes, we'll keep that in mind. Thank you, Father. Um, and he, uh, he kind of nods to both of you, and then I think again he would probably give you space to get dressed because he's also wildly outranked by both of you at this point. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, also as a guy who doesn't wear a shirt, he's just kind of like meh. Um, but I think does it, he not wear a shirt? Yeah, no. Is he just always like? Yeah. He's, always, yeah. he's just shirtless tough guy with a shotgun. He's doing his thing. Yeah. I forgot that. Yeah, it's grandpa yeah. kick ass. Oh, right <laughs> yeah. on, buddy. Um, but um, I think it really is kind of one of those like you've passed the tests and now I need to give you a minute to to do your thing. So he will uh, he will will leave leave the two of you to to get re-equipped. Unfortunately, with the threat, no matter mm-hmm. kind of like how long it takes you, if you guys want to have a conversation here, we do we exchange back rubs. And I still don't. Say <laughs> I think we should take photos of each other's backs. <laughs> oh, damn. I had my thumb over the camera. Oh, well, only shot. Um, uh, yeah. Do you guys talk at all? We get geared back up or is this just kind of a we've been through an ordeal and we're both in, in our own heads? Yeah, I think Morgan would as she finishes because she's pretty quick. So she would come over and then then get a look at Valentine, but not say anything. But just have you dealt with this sort of Psycho-corruption before. I've read a great deal about it, not personally been exposed. The Inquisition uh, traditionally has other psychers along for the journey to shield those of us from those others, or there are psychically blanking and protecting machines that one can wear to keep one safe. Unfortunately, we don't have any of those, nor do we have a psyker, which is a gift in and of itself. Uh, The important thing is to maintain your hatred, focus your mind so that it does not wander and leave doors and windows open that can be entered, and do the best that we can. The Emperor's with us. We are serving the Emperor. That is true. I am glad that we are away from that place. The feeling was just... Well, I hope this worked. Yes, I hope so too. Also, on the way out, go thank the Father. It's a weird thing to... to do. Most people don't think about it in the Imperium, but for those of us who are going to achieve absolute power, the niceties become much more important. Oh, I see. I figured that was not necessary for other people on our team, but Morgan will turn on a heel, and then she's like, other face, and she's (laughs) smiling, and she's like, Dear Father, thank you so much for your assistance in this tonight. Your face did something odd there. Are you being affected by the warp? No, I am not being affected. Emperor Bless, thank you. <laughs> Turn back around. Uh, and he just nods. He says, now that one I believed. Uh, 
Ryan, uh, I you'll have to refresh my memory. Has Valentine told Morgan about the visions? Uh, he was pretty honest about the cabal and the visions right up front. Okay. This whole team mm-hmm. are updated on what the overall quest is. Okay. Um, he had to tell everybody because if he died, <laughs> he's going to keep yeah. going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because basically what I want to, what I'm trying to figure out is whether, how aware is Valentine of the kind of like psycho effects he's been experiencing from both that and then also um, from um, uh, Lyric back in the day? Lyric he knew was a psyker, but he didn't, he assumed that it was linked to vision. So here's where I've seen Valentine's brain working on sure. this. Yep. And it's kind of like there's a 40K contradiction of Imperial citizens thinking of psyker shit is bad, the emperor is good, and not knowing really the emperor is just like an uber-powered psyker. But for Valentine, I think the link for him would be, oh, the emperor sent me visions and was using, example, Lyric as a way to do that, as opposed to thinking of it as like a psychic phenomenon. He doesn't see himself as in any way psychically involved. Yeah, and, Those and, are religious vi- gifts yeah, from a okay. god. All right, great, great, great. So then no no check needed. I just want to see because if there was, if he did feel like, oh, I touched a psyker and then I had visions and I'm actively not telling someone that, then we'd see if like- That would be a Rawls deception. Yeah, it, no, because I think he's I think he's had a vision or two without touching a psyker. He has, mm-hmm. yes. If yeah. it had only been touching psychers, that'd be weird. Yeah. Uh, yep. More more worth flagging. But. Yep, okay, great. Um, all right, so uh, with that, uh, you have uh, received your, your temporary benedictions. Um, and uh, I think uh, the two of you can return to the bridge um, where um, the po- there are pods that have been um, recovered. As I said, a lot of them were just kind of like just leaking out of the side of the ship. So mm-hmm. um, a bunch of them have kind of floated out um, uh, your way. Um, Grimly has been keeping an eye on all of them, like basically trying to avoid the uh, the Star Wars escape pod problem of like, look, an escape pod. Ah, there's no one in it. Like, we just let that one go. Um, which there's an amazing short story written about that justifies it quite well. But he uh, <laughs> he read that short story and he is uh, very carefully making sure that like nothing's moving. That said, there are like these pods are kind of just floating in all directions off of the ship, but he's recovering all the ones that are getting close enough. Um, and um, generally speaking, it's like Joseus is helping and there's just like, you don't have a lot of crew, but like Marcellus has been on a couple of, of these these trips where literally it's just like we'll bring the boat up alongside. You slap on a suit, reel them in, and and we're good. Yeah, I think we've also got Ked Retwick, the crew member, who yep. definitely has yes. the experience to do that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just about like various <laughs> folks of basically people have just been working in shifts, and it really is the safest way you can do this while staying away from the ship that could go Nova at any point. So we've recovered a bunch of the pods. Um, there are that said though, there are still a bunch that are kind of unrecoverable. Um, and uh, Grimly has basically been tracking the um, uh, the situation with with the ship itself to a point now where he's relatively confident that um, he could bring the ship in close enough between kind of like his timing where the explosions are happening aboard the the larger ship. Um, he's now convinced that he's kind of got a window where he could get you close enough to torch the body if you felt so inclined. Yes. We like uh, we need to destroy all evidence that can be brought away from this. I don't want someone finding something in space, asking an unfortunate question, and then this problem repeating itself. Any biological material that has been in any way tainted must be destroyed. And he, uh, he nods, he says, <clears throat> well, I mean, the, the good news on that front is uh, I think it wouldn't take too much for us to uh, hit a couple of key points on on uh, the, uh, the the mercy for the pure over there and uh, just send that whole thing up. And that should consume any biological, infer- any anything biological that's within that space should, should go bye-bye. But um, that body's been floating away from the ship, and also I worry that it'll get, uh, you know, lightly singed, but not necessarily destroyed. So if you're looking to just like, make sure that thing is atoms. Uh, we should probably get in close. Excellent. Let's get in close. We can bring it on board if necessary and then melt it into slag. Yeah, all right. Um, so he uh, he kind of like puts on the alarm, like that that classic like alarm clacks and starts going. Eli, from your quarters, hearing that but not being able to participate is just like... Um, just teeth grinding. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, we hear alarms and the sound of teeth grinding. We're going to get Eli some steel teeth before the end of this adventure. 
<laughs> yeah, well, you need glasses and steel teeth. Those are the, the mm. next two, um, <laughs> the next two mission objectives. That's going to be this whole campaign. It's just like a trip to Lens Crafter. Um, all right, so uh, Grimly um, fires up the ship um, and kind of begins maneuvering it um, back in. Uh, you can tell he's flying very tentatively. Um, Atticus, I imagine you're probably over his shoulder. Or Atticus would be helping out wherever and however he can in fairly limited capacity. He's pretty physically uh, diminished. Yep. But uh, yeah, he's he's not resting unless ordered to. He's he, There's certainly jobs to be done all around. The For sure. Um, who, uh, this might be a Valentine question, who do you want to send out to torch the body or are you going to bring it aboard? Uh, if they can effectively do it off ship, he would probably send Father Marcellus as a safe choice. He's healthy. Like if we can put him in a void suit and he knows what he's doing, that's fine. Ked Retwick, uh, minimal tactical value, and we can make engineering work if Ked <laughs> Retwick is lost. Uh, and then he would probably put Atticus on as backup if a third person is needed. Atticus is somebody he trusts to actually get jobs done fucking right. Atticus, would you be comfortable letting uh, Ked Retwick and Father Marcellus do this, or would you want to go to? Uh, he'd be comfortable letting okay. them do it, but he'd be on standby. Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. He'd be he'd be in a suit on on board the Marnie song, ready to deploy. And I think he would also Valentine would also send Morgan. Now that he has an interrogator, it's this weird world of like, oh, I need to start delegating things. <laughs> where he's like, I don't need to stand outside every door and make sure a job is done right. And it's just like, Morgan, I'd like you to take care of this. We'll supervise them, get it done. Yes, Inquisitor. And Morgan wants to stay on the bridge so that she can have eyes on the stuff going on. And Morgan has a tiny bit of experience with like spaceship and piloting things mm-hmm. like that because she was allowed to do that way back in the day. But if anything, she's going to keep an eye on Grimly and see what's going on visually so she can report back. And yeah, Valentine will keep channels open, but he's actually going to go to his quarters and file his report because he can't affect the flying or the shooting of the Marnie song. And this has been ordered. So if there's a surprise, he'll hear. But otherwise, it's up to them. Okay. Um, so Grimly brings the the ship in close, and uh, Father Marcellus and uh, Rutwick um, suit up uh, in their void suits. Um, I will roll for them to see how their EVA goes. <laughs> do, 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 do. We know about Ked Rutwick, an engineer. I think I yelled at him during a boarding action. Yeah, you told him to hide. Uh, <laughs> Valentine killed his best friend and coworker on his like <laughs> first week when he tried to make friends with them and then failed. And they're like, this guy's creepy. And then he murdered someone. Yeah. Yep. Very trustworthy. You're one of the only people who's made it through like since you inherited, quote, quote, the ship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ked and Grimley. That's it. I think. Yeah. And Grimley's on thin ice. So well adjusted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything's great. Everything's they're both fun. feeling really trusted. You know, they're yeah. really valued members of the team. And Grimley's on the brink of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Thanks to Atticus. <laughs> Yeah. It's a real, real specific management style. Yeah. All right, so I get uh, a success and two threat. Um, so the two of them make it over to uh, the body. You see the the body of um, of Kanehurst just like drifting, and it's just that like this is probably just a pull for me and Tyler. But uh, <laughs> in the second Transformers movie, there's just like the head of. Um, are we talking Michael Bay or classic? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sure. talking the real ones. So okay. the, the classic cartoon so. ones. They go to Unicron's head, just like <laughs> floating out like out in space. And I remember as a kid being like, oh my God, like good thing that guy's dead. And then there's just like whispers in the head and they never come back to it. But I was just like, is he still alive? <laughs> it's very much that where it's just like a big fucking dead, weird hybrid Tyranid monster thing. Um, and yet the, the palpable sense of like, is this going to pull a... <laughs> like a right before the credits horror movie like hand uh thing is is uh very very um present so i think that's going to account for the threat which is particularly ked redwick is like not having a great time out here um father marcellus on the other hand is um doing the job um as effectively as he can but also like he's like a combat singing man not a not a demolitions guy so he's like strapping bombs and stuff on but mm. um, he's being a bit uh, a bit slow about it um, which I think will account for the other threat. Uh, unfortunately, um, uh, Grimly is starting to get real uh, twitchy on the bridge, and he's just like, uh, hey, uh, this is taking a little bit longer than uh, than I kind of account for. Our window, I, I gave us a buffer zone, but that window is closing real quick. We should, uh, we should speed this along, and Father Marcellus is like mumbling a song into his into his mind. <laughs> like, I'm working as fast as I can. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, wow. Um, but... Uh, 
Yeah, Morgan, you're you're in charge of the show. Uh, do you order Atticus out or do you leave it to Father Marcellus and Ken Redwood? No, I'm, I'm going to go over to Grimley and if it is going to take longer, can you not readjust the position of the ship slightly to give us more time? Um, and he, he kind of looks at you with like just a, a look of, of uh, he's almost taken aback by that suggestion. <laughs> and he, he quickly punches in um, a, a couple of keys and brings up a model of the blast radius of the ship. And he's like, well, I mean, yeah, if you want to die a couple of meters from here, <laughs> I can move us. Or, you know, if you want to die from a different angle, I can move us. But no, we got to either get out of this asteroid field or burn this fucker now. <sighs> Ma'am. Why is everything so difficult? <laughs> Fine. She's going to look. Colonel, do you think you could do this faster than the singing man? <laughs> uh. Atticus will be uh, uh, like down near one of the like hatches or whatever. He's sure, just like yep. sitting on a bench just with a helmet in his hand, just like waiting whether they need him or not. And his like box thing crackles uh, and he's and he'll just say, uh, uh, what is it that needs doing? Yell at them to go faster or something. Oh, I can I can do that. And he <laughs> snaps the helmet on <laughs> the hiss of like the vacuum. Yep. Uh, and he's ready to deploy out Great. into a void. All right. Uh, so uh, I'm going to want a brawn and I believe athletics, please. Just imagining like an angry Atticus coming closer and closer, <laughs> shaking his fist. Yeah, that's how he propels himself through space. Can, can Atticus get my boost from my terrible role? Yes. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. Thank you for remembering your terrible role. It was useless to me, but. Yeah, useful to him. Um, all right, and uh, Tyler, this is going to be difficulty two. Okay. Anything else you want to add in there? You get a boost from, yep. <laughs> boost from Morgan getting corrupted. <laughs> um, and um, beyond that, um, I am going to give you one setback for just how injured you are. Fair enough. You are Makes you are sense. not performing well. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's it for me. Okay. Two successes, four advantages. All right. Um, so yeah, you get over there, no problem. Uh, you you all that training with Eli really paid off. You're you're good at the uh, the stuff. Also, just having to fuck around in zero G on, yeah. on the ship is good. Uh, you get over there, and you can see the problem almost immediately is that like Father Marcellus is doing what is is a, a fairly common demolitions mistake when you're not a demolitions person, which is just treating it too gently. He's being too careful with how he's he's setting everything up. He's not doing a bad job. It's just like it is someone who is aware they're handling live explosives, handling them the way that someone who doesn't handle live explosives would. Uh, what do you do? Um, Atticus gets on the Vox as he's crossing space, mm -hmm. just into the just into the channel. He just starts yelling like, "Right, I've been sent out here to make sure the job gets done in a timely fashion. If you're not ready to leave by the time I get there, we're leaving you behind." And Ked just starts like. <laughs> starts like panic scurrying but is in zero g so it's a lot of like uh cartoon scrabbling um and uh father marcellus uh just kind of like still fairly calmly it's just like um calm now atticus i'm working as quickly as i can but there's things that a shotgun can't do so tell me is there a faster way to install these things i've been putting the wires next to the wires and attaching i just want to make sure this thing doesn't fucking not blow up there is a way to do it faster hit the button and stick it to the body you're the boss. And he just jams a button and pushes off. Uh, and Ken's like, wait, what? What? Fuck, fuck. Um, and just like quickly uh, attaching things. Um, you arrive just in time to grab him by the scruff of the neck and jump back off the body. Uh, and the other uh, three of you uh, drift back safely. You've rolled so much advantage. I'm just going to let this roll through, I think. Okay. Um, My thinking is that as long as the explosives are armed or primed yeah. or whatever, Whatever it is that Grimley's worried about annihilating our ship will detonate these explosives just yep. fine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> and based on his models, the fear was if the ship explodes, like shrapnel and damage will hit the body, then the body will just like crisp and continue to spiral away. But you're absolutely right. Like it's now rigged up with a bunch of bombs. So not a problem. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and as uh, as you, you kind of like land back in, in the bay, Father Marcella says he's like snapping someone off. He's like, oh, of course, the explosion will blow up the bombs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he just like just like drops the helmet. Um, and he just looks at you with like a, 
just uh, like admiration and, you know, you guys have served together and stuff and just like um, nods and says like, that's why you're the colonel. Um, True to like, if, 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 you know, we've been buds for a while, yep. uh, Marcellus would know this, that like, that is not a mutual exchange. <laughs> like Atticus is disappointed. Atticus yep. is like, I shouldn't have had to come out there. <laughs> oh, for sure. Well, and admittedly, like you guys served together in as much as you knew, like he was a local legend, like yeah. you knew of him. Yeah. Uh, and he met you like once. But there's that camaraderie of like, we've served together, but like he doesn't know you personally very well at all. Um, and he really, he's just riding that high of you like saving his ass and bringing him aboard the ship. So yeah, he he gives gives you that in a very like, we're making friends way. Yep. And I guess receives just cold, like you had a job and I had to help come out and help you do it. Well, maybe next time send someone with demolitions experience rather than a priest. You're going to learn demolitions, priest. We're a small team and we're going to remain as effective as possible. If it's the emperor's will, I suppose, his or yours. And he slings the shotgun over his shoulder and, and leaves. He turns briefly and like gives you like a an appropriate deferential salute, but it is very like salty. That's fine. He can have a bad attitude. He's going to learn demolitions, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, Father Marcellus returns to returns to his shrine. And um, Ked Retwick comes up and just kind of like tugs on your sleeve uh, and just says, uh, <laughs> little, Sir, boy? reach down. Say, How tiny is Ked compared yeah. to Atticus? Yeah. <laughs> a sleeve can be reached from any height. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he says, uh, uh, sir, I, I apologize that um, I, I was less uh, effective out there. If it's okay with you, I'd also like to learn uh, demolitions. Very good. See to it. And don't be sorry. Be better. I'm, and he catches himself and he says, going to. Uh, and he right. he salutes and scampers away in fear. He just, honestly, once you've seen your friend just like, <laughs> Chain sorted in front of you, you know, really, it really changes your perspective on life a sure, little. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, off he goes, uh, and you, you rejoin everyone on on the bridge. Um, well, we all clear now. All clear. Interrogator. Uh, and uh, grimly, like, just mutters something to the effect of, like, I'll thank the emperor, and like jams the, the throttle. Um, Eli, I think uh, this is probably getting like piped into your room. I imagine you've got like monitors. Um, but given how much you wanted to see the death of of uh, uh, Kanehurst, I feel mm-hmm. like they wouldn't deprive you of this. So there's um, as you you, you pull away, um, Grimly like basically fires munitions into the into the ship at kind of key points. Um, and as you you move to distance, um, there's just kind of like you can see. <laughs> This is a, a weird thing, but because there's no sound in space, like you can see the sound of the explosions. Like there's just those like almost like visual pops mm. across the ship as the remaining yeah. um, pieces go. Uh, and then immediately there's just kind of like a massive blast and shockwave as all the like weird shitty 40K tech goes up because like they are not building safe things. Um, <laughs> but uh, alongside it, uh, you can see kind of the the body of, of Kanehurst uh, in the distance, just a speck at this point. Um, and as the um, the blast hits it, there's just like a blinding flash uh, as the uh, the high grade munitions go off. And uh, Morgan and Eli, it's not quite the same as like stomping his face into mush, but like there's a, a, a I think kind of a vaguely anticlimactic satisfaction, but a satisfaction nonetheless uh, in watching your your former inquisitor uh, just atomized in the distance. Good riddance, you blasphemous fucker. This episode of The Valentine Heresy features Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter as Atticus Viz, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter as Eli Sharp, Del Borovic at Del Tastic on Twitter as Morgan Rawls, and our game master Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the Valentine Heresy's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com, D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme song is The Hordes by Megan McDuffie, and our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, available at freemusicarchive.org. 
When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We have merch dice available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Ave Imperator and death to all the heretics. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Norma Byers, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Melissa Rain, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Well, hello there. Dr. Charlie Tuckett here. You know, rumor was Spaceship Oz-9 was intended to take a bunch of rich folks to a new planet since, uh, you know, we pretty much uh, used up the one we have now. But, you know, since it's uh, looking more and more likely the ship might uh, be humanity's last stand, let's take a quick look around. Are you telling me the four sacred tokens are all aboard the Oz-9? Remind me again why we're doing this? Allegiances are too muddled on this ship. MCCACEC is a normal institution of higher learning. Ah, but if you pull back the outermost layers... I'm from Minnesota, where we like our lives as neat and as open as the inside of a freshly caught and cleaned walleye. Do you know, I am now the only assassin aboard the ship. What are you doing alive? I want to know what side he's on when the ship hits the fan. Aren't they the most ridiculous people I've ever met? Uh, fetch that annoying bunch of trespassers so we can bring Pluto to heal. The new order starts today. Well, however this all plays out, if you have a strong stomach and a high tolerance for stupid, you can follow the Oz9's adventures just about anywhere you listen to podcasts. I got a trot, space monkeys. Stay safe out there. <laughs>